Hello, my lovelies. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Listen Closely with me, your host, Bobby. Here I talk all things true crime, paranormal, dark history, extraterrestrial conspiracy, and the unexplained right here in the Lone Star State and beyond. If you haven't already, make sure you're following me on all my social medias to get all the extra tidbits, articles I share, and any photos I might have of the topics I discuss, as well as any updates and special featurettes like the Missing Mondays. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. All of them are at HTT. Listen closely. Also, make sure you subscribe to me on your favorite streaming provider to be updated when new episodes are released. And if you're happening to be listening on Apple Podcasts, Please leave me those five stars and a review. This week's episode, we are diving back into the world of aliens and UFOs, and more specifically in the area of Lubbock, Texas. On August 25th, 1951, a handful of Texas Technical College professors were hanging out in the backyard of geology professor Dr. W.I. Robinson, drinking tea, chattering, you know, just doing what they normally do on their off nights. At around 9.20 p.m., the university colleagues saw something otherworldly in the expanse of Texas sky, a V-shaped formation of 15 to 30 bluish-green lights that passed overhead. Stunned, and because they were men of reason, they tried to figure out if the lights would reappear. And they did, about an hour later, in a more haphazard formation. So if you look at, for example, birds, birds have a very like V-shaped formation, and then sometimes they don't have that. So if that's kind of what you can kind of visualize is, you know, when birds fly, they tend to have like a V-shaped formation, but then things happen and that might uh, disrupt that formation. That's why you sometimes don't see them in that formation, or they might just be coming back to become in that formation. But in either case, all of the scientists did agree on something, that they saw something that night. Now, these professors did end up talking to the newspaper, to government officials, to anyone basically that might want to know that, hey, something is flying in the sky. Is it something like just performed exercises, like the government likes to say, like undercover? Or is it somebody that shouldn't be in our skies? So they did inform the government as well as local newspapers and things like that. However, they actually wanted to start their own informal investigations. I mean, they are scientists, you know, they're professors, they're scientists. They want to know what the heck they are seeing and try and figure it out themselves. Maybe it wasn't what it cracked up to be, but maybe it was. So in the weeks following after their initial August sighting, they actually observed the lights 12 more times. So this wasn't just one of those one-and-done times. Like most UFO sightings, you'll see a one-and-done, like it happened, okay, and it's over, and they probably won't see anything for a while. But within the next few weeks, they saw the lights 12 more times. So that was actually incredible, especially for this group. Like this is not one of those, oh, look, I saw a light. Like these were scientists. So they were able to measure the light's angles, roughly calculated their speed, And noted that they always traveled from north to south. I mean, this is like the absolute perfect people that could have seen these lights. And they could record and document and everything else. So armed with walkie-talkies, the scientists, sleuths, and their friends formed two teams and attempted to measure the UFO's altitude with little success. Now, the reason why they had little success about this is because judging altitude from the ground 
is a little bit hard and you know you have to think about the altitude of the earth at certain places and like it's a little bit hard especially if there's nothing to really compare it to so it was a little challenging for them and that's why they didn't have much success but as the days went on more and more lubbock residents claimed to have seen these lights and when the professors cross-checked these reports against what they themselves had seen and recorded many of them actually ended up lining up now granted a lot of these people were just the regular joes they were just like yeah i saw them they were headed from that way to that way or you know they might have said from north to south or however have you but they didn't have the same level details as the professors did because again these professors were trying to calculate everything they possibly could so not only are the residents of lubbock seeing these lights multiple times but what also makes this different is they actually had the physical proof. They actually were able to get black and white photos taken by actually a Texas Tech freshman named Carl Hart Jr. So on August 31st, which is the same night, an Air Force wife and her daughter claimed to have seen the UFOs driving northwest from Matador, Texas to Lubbock. Mr. Hart was keeping a very close eye in the sky for those lights. And he saw them. And not only did he see them, but he actually knew that just because you saw them once doesn't mean anything. Because we already know that they would go back and forth from the professors. So when he saw them and he saw that formation cross his path and then disappear, he knew that they would reappear. And so he grabbed his camera, put on the lens, went out to the middle of the backyard. And not too much long before they showed up again... He was able to get two pictures. So you think, great, two pictures. Like, that is fantastic. Well, actually, he was rewarded with the lights because they made a second pass over his house. So he got three more pictures, which brought him up to a total of five pictures of these lights. Now, obviously, the government would get involved with this. And we all know the infamous Project Blue Book, which is the code name for unidentified flying objects and you know the government's file on them so yes Lubbock was a big enough deal to where it was taken very seriously by the government and the government would actually come forward and say that you know if we had to pick a group of people to observe the UFO we could not have picked a better technically qualified group than those professors now what did the government have to say about this well they were very evasive as usual so they said well at first we kind of thought it was birds reflecting the lights from street lights but it wasn't that and it wasn't refracted light and it wasn't spaceships what they saw was just this very commonplace easily explainable natural phenomenon but we can't exactly tell you why or how it exactly happened and the reason we can't tell you why or exactly how it happened is because there was a man who told us this stuff and he said that, you know, this is how we can track it and set up like all these instrumentations to track down the lights. And if we told you who he was, that would break the man's complete anonymity. So that's why we can't exactly tell you. Like it was a very just wordy way of saying either we don't know or we know, but we're not telling you. And to this day, the lights remained unsolved so the professors and other witnesses just got so tired of explaining themselves and what exactly happened that they basically just stopped giving interviews they stopped talking about it around the 1970s 
I mean, if you have to keep explaining yourself over and over and over again, it gets kind of dull. I mean, I tell John something, you know, hey, go do this. And after the second or third time, I'm just like, you know what? Never mind. I'll do it myself. So imagine having to recreate this light formation that you saw over and over and over again and retelling it so many different times. And I'm sure the government probably questioned these people and said, okay. And, you know, when you're in the middle of questioning, they ask you the same question, like, five different ways so these people were tired they were tired of trying to figure it out the professors were really getting nowhere other than their projections of speed and stuff like they were great great witnesses to have but as far as trying to figure out what exactly it was they couldn't and without the government's cooperation i mean they could only do so much especially back in that time like they just did not have the instrumentation there to really investigate this any further than what they had like they were limited so after so many times of retelling telling and retelling again they just said you know what we're just kind of we're done like there's only so many ways we can tell y'all if y'all don't believe us by now we're done i shouldn't have to keep explaining myself but i will say i saw something and that's basically what they all would go do 40 years down the line when saying hey do you remember? They're like, yeah, we remember. We did see something. We don't know what we saw, but something was out there that night and for several nights. Because again, this was not just a one and done like most UFO sightings. This was over a course of weeks, back and forth, back and forth. Like these UFOs were doing something. Now, I'm pretty sure by now from the first UFO episode we did, you know my my perspective. However, I want to say... John's perspective was it wasn't so much UFOs out there, like maybe it was something else. I can't remember his perspective exactly, but obviously me, I'm a believer. I believe something is out there just because we haven't really caught like foolproof evidence or maybe we have, it's just the government kind of keeps it away. It doesn't mean anything. And I think that, and I'm not trying to say like the government's just trying to hide everything. I think they are doing what's best. As far as hiding it, because they don't know if it's friendly or foe. They don't want to start a hysteria if it's something over nothing. Like, we say that there could be intelligent life out there, but we don't know what intelligent life actually is. Is intelligent life kind of like the Stone Age humans that, you know, they're intelligent, but they're not really fully formed yet? Or is it more intelligent and more advanced than us? I mean, obviously they have UFOs, so they're doing something right. But if you think about it, you know, back in like the 50s area, we were also having stuff going out in space. And, you know, today's time, we're far more advanced than that. So are they just now doing that or have they been doing it for a long time? And maybe it's not really just they're advanced enough to build UFOs. I mean, maybe they just have something where they are at to where they can be able to travel. So maybe it's not exactly UFOs as far as like having to build like a spaceship, but maybe it's something that's already there for them. Maybe another civilization had given it to them, or, you know, maybe it was left behind from a past civilization. You see what I'm saying? So like, you can't exactly say for sure. So as far as what I believe, how advanced they are, I don't know how advanced they are, And who's to say it's only just one? Because if you look at all the different sightings of UFOs, I mean, you obviously get the very classic UFO shape, you know, like the flying saucer, 
But then you get like the cigar shapes and like the more plane shaped ones or not planes, but like jet shaped ones. So you get different shapes. So it's like, is it really the same group, which is different designs or is it different ones? I don't really know. And I can't give a full definite one way or the other, but I can say that, yes, I do believe there is something out there. There's no way that in this expansive universe that we are the absolute only ones out there and that we're one of the only advanced intelligent lives out there. How intelligent those other lives are, I don't know. I don't know if they're more or worse or the same. Maybe they have some kind of a black hole that they use to travel and then maybe that's what's helping them. I don't, I don't know. Do I believe that they come to harm us? I wouldn't think so because these UFO sightings have been happening for generations and they've yet to do anything. So I don't believe any of them are actually bad, but you know, you have to err on the side of caution. So I can understand why the government doesn't want to exactly release everything just yet, but I do believe that things need to be said, things need to be released, and they finally started to do that with kind of releasing some bits here and some bits there saying, okay, yeah, that was a UFO sighting. We don't really know what it is either, so we're just going to go ahead and send it it out to the world so y'all can see that, yeah, okay, we kind of acknowledge it, but not really because we're still not saying that you're right, but we're still not saying you're not not right. You see, like, they're very, like all governments, they're very elusive. They, they're they not going to say one way or the other. They're just going to kind of be like, here you go. Here's some, you know, 5% of what we know to get you to be happy. But I don't know. Definitely let me know what y'all think. I will be posting those photos on my Instagram and on Facebook. So that way you can see the photos that Lubbock, Texas did provide. Uh, they are on online, but... You know, with so many UFO sightings and things like that, it's a little bit hard to figure out which ones exactly were Lubbock and which ones weren't. So I will be providing you the actual Lubbock photos on Facebook and Instagram. So you need to be following those. And on Facebook, I will try to link some kind of a story that also gives more information about these Lubbock lights. But definitely let me know what you think. Do you think UFOs are real? Do you think that that's just misinformation or, you know, just something easily explainable? Do you think if you believe in aliens that they are intelligent? To what degree intelligence? I mean, these are all fantastic questions to ask. And I'd really like to hear y'all's responses on what they are. Again, you can always email me, httlistenclosely at gmail.com. Or you can comment on the Lubbock Light photos that I will be sharing, what you believe. Or you can just message me if you don't want you know, to sound like a crackpot crazy person, you know, that's the thing that we always think about with like the the foil cone on your head. Like you don't want to be taken for quote unquote one of those people. Message me. You can always private message me on both Instagram and Facebook. Uh, both of those are at HTT Listen Closely or you can look me up. It's just called Listen Closely Podcast. That's how you find me. It's just those three words, Listen Closely Podcast, and you'll see my headphones and you'll know that that one is me. But let me know. Let me know what y'all think because I am pretty interested in this. I love covering UFOs because, you know, it's just so interesting to hear the firsthand encounters as well as what the government may or may not say. So sometimes they don't really say much and they just dismiss it. 
And sometimes they actually do full-on investigations. And then later on say, yeah, it was nothing. Or we don't know. So definitely let me know what y'all think. Keep your eyes on the sky. And if you can only do one thing, always remember to listen closely.